It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on Mata Rufo. So, Tony, you know, the, the thing I think about with uh, Mata Hoople is that, um, and I thought this for many years, is that they were kind of like a one-hit wonder band, uh, because they don't, they only have that one song that really the majority of people have, you know, hear and, and have heard. They don't really have, I mean, they have other good songs, like, you know, if you, if you dive into their albums, but really... You know, they kind of come off as like a one-hit band, and they, they never really hit the success. Um, you know, they're kind of one of that band that kind of never quite reached success. Um, especially, well, yeah, and you know, I again, it's not. I'm, this is, you know, the, as we we talk about all the time, you you know, it's there's more luck than. You know, valid. You know, it's not not all the best bands get validated through you know selling a lot of albums and becoming successful. But um, you know, I always thought about the Hoopos like they have that one song, all the young dudes, and the, the, that was, was gifted to them. Which is gifted, yeah. Another thing, yeah. it's like Bo David Bowie. Bowie it to them, yeah. yeah, David Bowie and Mick Ronson kind of giving them a boost because I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they like before that? They were kind of on almost on the way outs because they just could not break through. Yeah, the those uh, the four out. There were four albums that came out before all the young dudes. Uh, the self-titled, Mad Shadows, Wildlife, and Brain Capers. And there's yeah, really good stuff on heaven, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's good. St there's good stuff on there, but it's kind of like. I wouldn't call it generic because that's that's not that's too harsh. I think it just didn't stick out. Serviceable, it didn't, like it, yeah, yeah, it, serviceable, right? And so, to me, even though all the young dudes was gifted to them by Bowie, and also they he offered them Suffragette City, which they uh, didn't want, um, <laughs> I guess, which is crazy to me. But what, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. like it's it's easy to back. Uh, to uh, armchair quarterback stuff went you know right. after the fact right so uh so so but i think to me was what once they made uh all the young dudes i to me that's when they became like an like a more like a band that stuck stuck out more and where you started to see the the sort of interesting and forward-thinking ideas that to me uh were like sort of the proto uh, versions of like glam of punk you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. of new of new wave like they you start you saw those things that on albums like all the young dudes and mott and the hoople and even my favorite album uh, which i think i've already explained to you before drive on what once right. they changed the name to just mott and got rid of the hoople um and like i listened to drive on and i think like these guys or so like we're so influential to the punk in a way because like they you can hear and heavy metal too you could hear them sort of like putting forward these ideas that uh were still yet to be born really in in a way that was identifiable um from other band from other bands so 
uh, and and also just their their sort of like um, contribution to the whole glam thing. Which I mean, right. Bo, obviously Bowie, T Rex, Matahoople, they were all kind of doing that starting in like seventy two, seventy three, and then up until the late seventies. Um, and so so yeah, so yeah, you're right. Like one hit wonder. Like if you just take a, a face value, one hit wonder. Bowie's friends, serviceable band leading up to that. But once you start to unpack it and listen to the albums, preferably in some kind of order, like a chronological order, you you see their their genius. I mean yeah. that that's that's uh, just. I mean yeah. again, you could I, probably yeah a loaded word, but like I right. just see the value in that. And that's what I guess. Yeah, what I'm I think to say. the first four albums, like you could pick two of those. You shouldn't don't have to listen to all. I I don't think like no, to, no. like you could pick two and get the idea of that. And it's kind of interesting because you you make a really you make a really great point about the band becoming far more interesting when two, when they're two people who are most identified with the band uh, Ian Hunter and Mick Rouse leave the band and kind of do right. their own thing. And Mick Rouse, you can hear Bad Company in some of the songs. Mm-hmm. You know that you know you could you could kind of sense his frustration probably like some of the songs that he that got saved that actually got used and popularized by bad company that just weren't taken off but yeah they i think it's like yeah when you get to that drive on when they become like the mutt um there is a lot there's there's a little bit more of like oh okay i get these guys a little bit i get the this band a little bit more whereas if you listen to the first Ah, uh, yeah, maybe the first four albums, even all young. Yeah, they're kind of they're lip, they're a bit generic. I get, I get it. I think, but I think I think what they became as they got past those four albums and with a little inspiration from from Bowie, I think they became like a bit of a test kitchen for bands. Like in terms of like they were they besides glam, you know, punk, heavy metal, they were like sort of incubating an incubator for those new ideas that uh the you know getting out of the late 60s yeah. early 70s and pushing into the 70s Sparks, not and they were yeah, not pro- yeah. they were not prog- progressive or anything like that it was still definitely rock and roll ish uh but they were an incubator for these new sounds that would then take over the late 70s into the 80s so um i think that's how i see them more right um they're also those records like again we, we talk about this a lot on show about cheapy records or five dollar hollers or one dollar records whatever yeah like they're the they i've always purchased their records at those low prices like a dollar three dollars and it's and it's a, it's a value because like there's really cool stuff on there that i think if you can get past that one hit wonder aspect like all the young dudes you'll find that you'll find value yeah. there and and, and it, yeah so yeah. and i would also say and i'll, I'll say the more make put put a little more you know asshole way about it is if yeah. you're paying more more than 15 dollars for a mott the hooper or mott album you're probably overpaying <laughs> yeah because it's, it's, it's because just, there's like yeah. to what's your point it's like the, if there's sparks to something interesting but they're not it's not something that's been t- elevated to the thing to where it makes it like transcendent if that's is that probably the yeah it's not bowie it's not t-rex we i get it it's not those things right but it is cool on its own merit and like is it 
like is it consistent like throughout the albums no obviously they started out it was one thing became another then transformed into another thing and lost members along the way replaced them re then uh, then i think they even reunited again in in the 90s and two, uh, the 2000 the aughts Lions so, or something like that yeah so so like it's kind of a mess a bit right like <laughs> and then they fucking changed the name to mott which was confusing and uh and so later you know, yeah it's like yeah so it's just kind of weird but but that's the whole point of the show is like we try we pick up the pieces you know that left behind and put them back together again and i really do think they're a cool band um and it's worth picking up those records if you could get them for cheap i think for me it was when i was living in la and i had and i opened up that record store territory uh, records right I th and we bought a bunch of collections and we and then I bought like a ton of records off of this one dealer in Brooklyn and then and I just remember seeing lots of Matahupo records in those collect in the collections that we bought and that's and I had the time and the and there was a time and there was a time where I I could listen to them you know what I mean like really mm -hmm. listen to them finally instead of having to take a chance at a record store um i was able to like really listen to it um this is also before the days of streaming when streaming still was nascent still in its nascent stage where i couldn't just go into my phone and listen to all the albums i had it like physical oh. copies were still the way to go and um yeah and i was able to appreciate them for what they were and then you know yeah. and i love that album drive on man it's just such a great album it's so powerful um it's surprising to me that 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 album doesn't get more credit in terms of its influence on other styles of music right and you know that's that's funny you're talking about the streaming aspect of it it's just like they are probably one of the bands like if you that are playlists it's very friendly playlists are very friendly to them because it's you don't need i mean drive on maybe an exception i mean i guess all the young yeah. dudes maybe that's a good album too. that's a good yeah, album. that's a really good album and, yeah. you know and i kind of i mean and i also like um you know uh the the hoople is not bad mm -hmm. either um, yeah yeah born late 58 yeah, that's born late 58 on it yeah um but you, but you're right the streaming makes it better like you can pick and choose the highlights from all those because they made a lot of albums well so, if there was ever a yeah. band yeah if there was ever a band that was playlist ready for you tony to do to where you could just say look you don't we'll spare you having to listen to the, all the albums to get a sense of this band here's a playlist to really kind of appreciate them this, mm -hmm. this is the one band like this is the band um and also they, there's not <laughs> four hours worth of shit that you would listen to like they they come in I, I forgot like how much you got the playlist under for this but it was like <laughs> like they're, they're ready made for like you can get this you can get the good like the the, the arc of them within two hours <laughs> within two hours of you know yeah yeah it was a, i think the playlist was a little over two hours i think i think you know for, for me my assessment of them like principal sense assessment of them is that they're just a good band with some really good songs and some like okay songs but they're just a good band they're super approachable they have you know they it, it their sound was easy to um uh to absorb and then when they change their sound uh, you know especially after the bowie thing then it was still it was still approachable and still 
a good sound, but it was subtle, like what they were sort of like these ideas that they were putting forth, these more progressive ideas. It was subtle and 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 I don't know. I just like bands like that. They they kind of grow on. You know, it's like bands that grow on. I guess it's like more of what I'm trying to get at. Well, I would say, like, I, you know, I would put Matahupo as a band that, while not, I wouldn't put under a one-hit wonder. I wouldn't put them under a great band. They're a band that, the more you listen to, that you'll appreciate them a little bit more. Well, like, there I, you go. Yeah, there you go. Because I don't. I mean, if someone came up to me, and I was like, "Hey, which, tell me some of your favorite bands," and if Matahupo was one of them, I'm like, "Really." I mean, because they're, <laughs> because they're not they, they again for that other thing like and it's in in some ways it's it's kind of it kind of myths you a little bit that they aren't a little bit more be, like better because they have this super charismatic uh, lead singer who's got a, a you know a, a clear his voice is very easily recognizable singular I wouldn't say singular but at least it's it, it has it, 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 you know, it's, I can pick Ian Hunter's voice out of a crowd. Like, it's very clear to do it. You have a strong songwriter, guitarist, Mick Rouse. So it's like the thing, and, you know, the live stuff that I've heard of them, like, I like it. Like, it, you could tell where they were probably a really fun band to see live. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Where the band, with the stuff that they put on record, probably got a, a like, a, a live treatment, got a little bit more push behind it because they're they are like a solid band they're a really solid band but you know it's just like there is a bit of not chemistry but there's like there's that there's that secret ingredient of when you have a band together that and it's a little bit with the personality it's a lear learning about how to take your music so your songwriting and your performances and get it to a place to where it's not something that's just to be listened to, but it demands your attention. And none of their stuff, maybe in my, all the, you know, that, you know, that the, the gift songs are the ones for, that kind of really cut cut through for me. I mean, you, you may be right, like a drive on, there's stuff that's just like, okay, what's this? And this is kind of cool. And this kind of captures your attention. But I don't know, it's very sporadic when this band is firing in all cylinders. Yeah, I think I would look at them more as aspirational. Like I, like they make me. It's I. I probably put more. Like I give them more credit than maybe they deserve, but it's just more like it's aspirational in that, like, they're solid, and then they were doing something, a little different mid mid career. Mid career, right. they said, "Fuck it, we're going to do something a little different here." So to me, that's aspirational in that I really like that they did that. 
Now, were they successful in it? Did they get the credit they deserve for putting those ideas forward? No, not really. But that doesn't matter because that's the whole part of this. The whole mean that's what this whole show is about. It's like going back and then adding value and meaning to these things. And, but you're right. Is do they fall in the category? Let's uh, let's go back some episodes. Like killing so joke. Like you're, you're, or like you're I was right, thinking or, like killing joke and bands that like shifted away from something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think of some other bands we covered that they kind of made, kind of started in one thing, and I'm thinking a lot of the post-punk bands. They started in one oh, thing. Oh, they so many of those bands did that. Like, yeah, I mean, and then we could talk they, about orchestral maneuvers in the dark, or yeah. or uh, even the Human League. They all changed. They went from dark to light and dancing around like fools, you know, like overnight. But but that's the thing. It's like, but that's the thing. It's like there was a time when I would say oh Mata Hoople boring or the Human League sold out like I there was a time when I would do that when I was younger but now I'm just kind of like nah I like all this shit and I like the new wave period I like the glam like I don't give a shit what period you're doing um but do they fall in the category who was the band that we fucking ripped on earlier and uh our thing was it Uriah Heep yeah 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 so I don't think they deserve to be ripped on like Uriah Heep no um, no 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 but Uriah yeah. Heep Mata Hoople's like put a period on the end of it. Like, all right, enough of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Uriah Heep kept you know, going, <laughs> kept going, and boilerplating it essentially. And I mean, it's it's that's a difficult thing because like I have a, a respect for any band that just kind of keeps motoring along, even though it's kind of like it's, you know, I would you know maybe we would call it the Rolling Stones way of doing business to where you at some point. You you're you're putting out music and you're doing touring, but you're just really not doing anything interesting anymore. Yeah, I mean, and what's the, and what's the difference between and you're gonna probably murder me for saying this, but what's the difference? Like, okay, Mata Hoople, the Rolling Stones, like the Rolling Stones, like transitioned out of the '60s into the '70s into the '80s. And not every transitional thing was good, no. you know what I mean? Like, but yet they get no criticism. But someone like Monte Hoople not only gets criticism, they get ignored. So I don't, I don't know. Like, so here's the the, the thing is, Rolling Stones are are cooking with a, some more interesting ingredients. Okay, they got they got more spice. They got more. Spice. They got more spice yeah. to it. To yeah. where if I'm tasting it, I'm like I've had this before, but this tastes. I, I this still tastes delicious. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Mata Hoopo is just like, you know, they're they're kind of giving you different like some like hummus. I don't know. Is it too much of a paste? <laughs> it's. Oh, it's, here we here we go. We're going back to the food analogies. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's like it, hummus. It's, like it's like hummus. And sometimes they throw a little like cumin, like yeah, they do some little cumin in there, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like not enough to where it's like, oh, you put some. It's like, oh, you put some cumin in there. Not like, oh, what's this? This is interesting. I can't put my finger what you're doing. You know, it's not. There's no. There's no. Yeah, I. There's. I understand. I understand. I, but I think to your thing that you said earlier, and this is this is what age will do to you. Your your arms definitely go wider to where you're more accepting of things, and of it's just course, like, yeah. And of you're just course. like you're like again, the judgment thing just becomes tired. Like you don't judge judge things. No, 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 no. But it and it's also kind of like, and I'll get back to the point of like you know finding their records for cheap. 
<laughs> I li- that makes me almost like the band better in a way when I can right. find the records for cheap, so I could I could experiment. Yeah. And it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg, you know. And and a lot of times, you know, like super ex- expensive collectible records, like obscure shit. Because it's obscure and it's expensive, people give it this like like overinflated value right. when you can buy, you know, a four dollar Montehoople record right. and it has just as much value as like, you know, writing on the wall or whatever right. like weird obscuro, yeah. you know, blues yeah. rock, uh, <laughs> you know. And, and that's the thing, and you know, um, so I try to incorporate that in my record no, collecting, think... and and yeah, then you're the same way. We, we're just, yeah, dude, it's okay to get trying. that. It's it's okay to get that one dollar Shabba Ranks album, and it's got only got one good <laughs> song on there, but you've only paid a dollar, so you feel like you come out ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I what did I buy recently? I bought the second Soul to Soul record. Um, like, I found it for two dollars in, uh-huh. in the in the, the the unsorted bins at the store and the guy he goes are you seriously buying this i'm like hells yeah it's good came out in 1990 <laughs> it's actually better than their first album that had all the hits but you know that's just that's that's all part uh, like personal like it's you you give yourself the value you put a value on something well not I- you don't let other people do that you do that yeah, I mean, cause you're right, and that's. I think there's a little bit of a sickness of like, I need to get the Perception album. Um, yeah, because I had that. I had someone. I bought like the Pat Benatar Live from Earth album. And I was like, you really want this? And I'm like, hell fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, Benatar Live. You get like for two bucks. What I'm I'm coming out ahead of this. Like. Don't judge me while I'm buying the Toto 4 record. Like, I, I, I like, fuck you, man. There's some joints on there. It's like, but that, but that Steve also, that, that, that gets her, back, that, yeah. that gets back to my, also my hip, hip hop days when I used to buy records looking for beats, looking for breaks. And in some ways, even though I don't really do that as much, I don't do that any, anymore. I'm not, th- that's not my mindset, but, but there's a lasting influence from those days that like, you can find something on almost anything that's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like you don't need the whole, like, you know, dude, every time you go swimming, not the whole time you're in the pool is, is great. There's some moments when you get that fucking water up your nose and you're just like, oh, why, why, why did I come in here? What, like, God damn it, yeah. I got water in my ear. And then you're, that's you right. can't hear for like two minutes. It's like, it's defining the joy. And there's something could be like, you're right. You can find some album, and it's it's like not, it's it's low value. But there's, for example, there's you know Bernard Purdy on there, and he's fucking just kicking ass on the drums, and the drums is the only thing you kind of pay attention to. But he's yeah. killing it on it. It's like there's little, there's little surprises on on these things because you know you and I both know like putting out records are not easy, and you know no, and you have to and you have to give these people credit. Uh, for just doing it and for doing it as long as they did. And I and to me Matahupol is a perfect example of a band. Were they the best band ever? No. no. Were they the worst band ever? No. no. With, are they good? Are they worth checking out and checking out most of their albums? I think so. Or they are worth checking out on the auto reverse playlist. That's right. 
And you could save a lot of money that way. <laughs> That's right. You can. You even can if it's only only even if it's only two Big Macs and a large fry, we're, we're you know because you're going to find most of your shit in the dollar bin. But it's like the 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 playlist that you made is really really solid. I you know it's not the thing is is like I didn't really fall back in love with them or I fall in love with them. I was just like this was like a good playlist to put on and both to just to listen to but also as on, on the ba background i'm like oh i remember this part this this break in the song this is really fucking cool this what they did here and mm -hmm. you know they're they you know they're an interesting band um not always interesting but just like an you know it, looking through a playlist lens it's a band that i i've come to appreciate which as you know that's the purpose of what we do on this little show that's it you know if you if you think you might like the band, <laughs> then we try to put it over the top for you. We just try to put it over the top for you just a little bit. And also, um, right, also to be clear, all the bands that we're mentioned on here are not all great. <laughs> no. Some no. of them just we're asking you to just take a listen to so you can kind of expand your, you know, it's not like we're like the tastemakers here, but we're just really about more appreciation makers. That's it. That's all. It's also just about having fun. Yeah. With, and because music is so endless and deep, and there's so much out there uh, that it's good. It's good to just experiment and check it out. And yeah, what you know, and, and the only way you yeah. and the only way you can make up your mind about music is you have to listen to it. You can't just say, you know, uh, Montehupel suck, never having listened to anything else, but all the young dudes on the radio you know what i mean you yeah. have to be able to it's better to like check it out and then make that decision for yourself and say okay yeah you know what I, my instincts are right this band sucks you know so like that uh but it's good to confirm it by just it, listening you know, I was, you know i was thinking about this the other day how much do you think um our musical how we look at things would be different if when we were younger there was streaming so you had access. That's a great question. You had I, access I, to everything. I, whereas that would have that would have completely changed my perception, my well, understanding, my. But counterbalance uh, that of listening to the radio stations, not knowing what you know, and watching MTV and you know, uh, uh, you know, access shows, to kind of, or being in a bar or something and something coming on like that was your sort like. There's something special about that means of doing it too it's like it's not it's more it's i wouldn't say it's curated but it's 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 much more on the happenstance like hey well they're both got it's it's so hard because I, I i have no clear i think about it occasionally just to say man i would be much more into um you know like a lot of like like because i came you know narrow when we were kids because you it was you were just what you could be exposed to, you, there wasn't a lot of things to, you know, radio stations didn't, weren't as varied. I mean, you get a college radio station or something, but even that didn't start to bloom until, you know, later. Later, um, late 80s, like yeah. mid to mid to late 80s. I'll tell you one thing, if I had grown up on, to, uh, on the current environment with streaming, I wouldn't be as fun, you know, and I, it would be, it would be sort of like, like the way I view sometimes young people, like they, like they think they have, they got it all figured out, like because it's available to them. This uh, you can apply the same thing to the internet, like it's the whole thing is there for you, 
you don't really have to work too hard to discover it. It just that just doesn't sound fun to me. Well, I it, you I, know I think where I would have a harder time, where the challenge would be for me, is that there's there's a lack of attention on a full album. Like you know, when we oh would, yeah yeah like maybe the whole concept of the album would right like it's you, just not it's, like you it was and I would put the, to us right. at the time but now it's not just yeah some people, well we not would have much. the album in our hands with the head with the microphone whatever and you would follow along with it and kind of read the liner notes and and look little, at the artwork look at the see. artwork and yeah. I mean I would even do that when the CD like I'd open up the, and pull out and read the liner notes yeah those smaller. You know, so it was, a, it was a lot different. And there was, I wasn't in control, mm-hmm. which is a big thing. It's like, I, you know, I can't just like, okay, I'm, I'm done listening to this. I'm going to go flip to the Afro beats now or whatever. It's like you're, you bought a record. You're kind of locked into seeing what you bought and got for your money. There were just also just less choices back then, of not just for music, but just entertainment and life shit. And yeah. Yeah, so so you didn't think, oh, I'm bored. I mean, yeah, you would think I'm bored, whatever. But because there were less choices and because you had to kind of get out there and discover things for yourself, like physically, like mm-hmm. you'd have to put yourself in a physical space. I think it made things super exciting and sort of slightly dangerous mm-hmm. or, or, you know, but and so nowadays you don't have to. To put yourself out there physically if you don't want to right. um and you can just sit home and stream all day but but that doesn't mean that young people are doing that you know what i mean or or old people it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it just means that you could if you wanted right have everything in the world at your fingertips and you could just sit there and absorb it through the computer or your phone uh but when we were kids teenagers and stuff and even into our 20s it wasn't that easy you had to like physically put yourself out there and pay um, for, and what pay, this has to do with Montehoopal I don't know but you know <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a conversation yeah. nonetheless yeah it is yeah. It's, we'll put a, as, the, as they say put a pin in it for some other yeah, time yeah yeah for another time <laughs> uh, but listen to the playlist the Montehoopal playlist let us know what you god I should check the e- I should check the email I haven't checked the inbox in a while yeah you gotta you gotta yeah, do that I've been on it um, and let us know what you think. Uh, AutoReversePod at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook uh, or Instagram and let us know what you think. Uh, we appreciate it. All right. Peace.